Hello and welcome to another episode of the Anime Lounge Podcast. I'm your host, Lance, here with my other host, Matt. And today we got a special guest, Alec. We got him back from the other side of the country. Hey, glad to be back. Always great to have you here. Every episode, we like to open up with our adult drinks of choice. Today, I'm going to be drinking some Buchanan Select blended scotch whiskey. This one's 15 years. And I'm chasing that back with a Carry the G Cream Ale. This is a Wisconsin beer. It's a Packer beer. It's it's uh, alcohol and milk. No, I'm kidding. It's... <laughs> <laughs> Mixed with a little bit of cheese. <laughs> no, it's it's uh, just a creamy ale. It's really good. I like it. What about you, Matt? What are you drinking? I am also drinking uh, Carry the G. I had one of these at Badger State and was like, ooh, that's pretty good. So... Oh, that's where you tried it? Yeah. Okay. Um, been searching around, found some on sale at Hy-Vee, so I picked up a few four-packs. Yeah, four-packs, they're, they're a little bit more special. They are a tall boy, so at least you got 16 ounces instead of 12. But then I'm also drinking a Featherbone bourbon whiskey, that special select that I've had for almost a year now. Yeah, just been slowly take, uh, nipping away at that one. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, Well, when it's $100 a bottle, I'm, I'm not just going to be <laughs> chugging that down like crazy. Right. What about you, Alec? I am drinking some Driftless Glen, a single barrel straight bourbon whiskey. Absolutely love this stuff. Uh, it's 121 proof, but not to shy away from. The taste is amazing. Oh, yeah. And we, we all know Driftless Glen really well in this studio because we get it often enough ourselves. It's also kind of hard to get super high alcohol contents to taste good. That's very true. Because usually then it just starts tasting like pure alcohol. But Driftless Glen does a good job on keeping that flavor there. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. I definitely agree with that one. So, Matt. Do you want to give us a little synopsis on what we're going to be covering today? Yes, and because I always seem to come unprepared, like Lance with his uh, Japanese word of the day, I am just going to kind of spring one off for a synopsis. So, uh, Mashal is the uh, 12-episode anime, and basically think of Harry Potter, but anime. And Mashal can't do magic, which actually makes it completely hilarious. But the entire show revolves around Mashal going to to the academy which looks exactly like Hogwarts and attempting to kind of engrace himself in around everybody who can do magic without letting everybody know he cannot do magic. His goal is to become a divine visionary so he can attempt to change some of the rules to allow for essentially him to live in a society with his grandfather and not be an outcast. And that's basically what this show is about in a very hilarious and a lot of awesome some references oh yeah definitely this is a satire and <laughs> they do such a great job with everything related to when they're trying to pull shit from harry potter yes and lance is not our uh harry potter expert so even he can get some of our references it's uh they do a good job oh yeah we'll f- we'll fill you in lance it's a great culture <laughs> and uh this is a great show to kind of combine the love of anime and the love of harry potter into one just absolutely hilarious satire just like you said oh yeah exactly Absolutely. Uh, And before we get too far, Lance, you want to give us that Lance's lesson? (laughs) 
Today's Lance's lesson is going to be the Japanese word for muscle, and that is suji. Suji is spelled S-U-J-I, and suji is clearly relatable to this season because our main boy is all muscles and no magic, and that's kind of where all the satire comes from, is him just using his muscles and his, his body just in general, so suji definitely fits for today's episode. Remember, his power is power. So, <laughs> yeah. I I love how he tries to cover up the fact that he can't do magic by like saying the the move that he's doing, but adding ma- magic at the end, like hamstring magic, and then yeah, like exactly. bursting I, off I, into I a laughed, sprint. Yeah, I laughed so hard every single time he would say stuff like that. Bicep muscle, <laughs> my bicep magic, and everyone's like, I've never heard of this magic before. Yeah, right. <laughs> and and then at the end, where they're just like, oh, playing hard to get, not telling me your your magic, and he's like, uh, yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> It's like love, the oh, go on. I love. Oh, I was just gonna say, I love his uh, this deadpan face at a hundred percent of the time. Like he's so like this kind of that trope of being emotionless, but he does it so perfectly and he pulls it off every single time. He reminded me a lot of uh, One Punch Man. Like if you combined One Punch Man and Harry Potter into one anime, you get Mashal, and yeah. especially like him as a character, just like just totally. I don't even want to say aloof, just a nim, a, just a dimwit. He doesn't really understand anything going on, but yet. He He's the most powerful in the room because the dude can lift like 800 pounds every quarter of a second. Yeah, right. Can just stomp into the ground and change the entire um, topography of the area. Yeah. Love it. One of my favorite parts of this, especially in the early, well, it was really the first two episodes. They didn't really do it afterwards. But every time Mashal was, or Mash was working out, he was going like fast forward pace with his benching and, and anything that he was lifting with the bar. And it was like, hoof, 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 hoof. <laughs> like that sound that he made always got me every single time and then in the, but the animals that are in the scene they're all like <laughs> yeah right <laughs> They're, all they're literally just like total like boba bo 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 reactions. <laughs> yeah, it was just absolutely funny. And I typically don't like this kind of main character, but this one is I couldn't couldn't get enough of it. Well, the humor was great. I think it could touch on everybody. Yeah, this the show was so simple, and that's why it was kind of just perfect. It knew what it was. Yeah. So let's just uh, jump into some typical talk. Did you guys come away with a favorite character in this? There's quite a few characters so did anybody jump out at you alec you want to start um i i really like the uh just the flaming redhead uh don what is his name don burrito uh don <laughs> dot barrett <laughs> dot. dot barrett and uh yeah dot i thought he was just absolutely hilarious just like his jealousy rages would just send him in just most hilarious like little uh what do you call them soliloquies where he's just kind of just rambling on forever and i'm like dude this guy's hilarious i Mm -hmm. I got so much humor from him but he does he does come through and he's he's really strong he explodes everything but he's just absurd in his i guess his thinking ways i guess (laughs) Yeah. Well, he's the main character that isn't the main character. <laughs> he is the most main side character I've ever seen. Loved him. What about you, Matt? Who are you pulling from this? One? I wanted I wanted it to be Lance, but then his sister thing just was, I couldn't do it. <laughs> the sister. The sister. Agreed. Comic. Yes. Uh, it, it was just, couldn't do it. I did love his magic, though. I got to go with MASH, to be completely honest. It, he is just way too funny, and he is, I mean, obviously the main character. So. The real main character. Yes, the real main character. Yeah. 
having cream puff like the cream puff episode was so funny uh i've i've watched that a few times it it was so funny and then at the end where he's talking about or he's bringing the cream puffs and orange juice and then sneezes and just chucks (laughs) all the cream puffs at the this mysterious bad guy yep can you you scoop those up we're still gonna eat those and everyone else is like uh no we're not it's so gross well he does keep cream puffs in his pockets so (laughs) yeah and even though he keeps them in his pockets he still has his uh roommate finn he still eats them regardless like in the first couple episodes he's like did you pull that out of your pocket and yeah i'm like oh okay i'll take one (laughs) (laughs) they're warm just out of the oven but in his pocket it's okay yeah right it's a little gross uh lance what about you did you have a favorite character yeah this one's gonna be hard now because you guys definitely chose like the two of the really most fun ones dot was amazing he had like the most build for his magical powers and i'm really pulling that little cross that appears on his forehead because that was really the biggest like shonen pull out of out of him and kind of the series in general because i like that mash it's freaking hilarious every single time he's so simple and so amazing so let's see i don't want to say tom the the bamboo guy because he's kind of super annoying at that sometimes but i appreciate his character so i'm gonna go with the next one who i'd be most interested in and that's gonna be rain rain ames who is finn's brother who is the visionary uh the the latest visionary who throws swords who throws swords yeah he's the he's badass yes yeah he's he's definitely super interesting and it's it's almost like he was trying to hunt the that cell wall guy the the blonde haired guy at the very end mm-hmm. who's definitely gonna be i don't know the main source of the i'm gonna assume uh season two's deal let's see they were called uh i wrote in my notes innocent zero yes so that's the crew that cell is coming from so can't wait to see that in season two. We'll talk about that one later, but is character talk. I was gonna say, is is that the same group of people that escaped from prison? Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. I just wanted to double check on that. Yeah, and I'm I'm glad you caught that too, because on my first watch through, you know, they were throwing so much information at you, and then when like the headmaster of the school goes and meets with that other old guy and they're like, Yeah, there's been a prison outbreak, like they make it seem kind of important, but it's just that one scene and they never touch on it again really. And then it my second walk watch, I was like, Oh, Oh, that's right. There was a prison outbreak. And then he makes comments on the group that got out and made me pay attention to, you know, that phrase a little bit better. Innocent zero. So one, I don't think it was cell war. That was the one that was the prison escapee. I think it was, um, like Jean-Pierre, the um, cannibal guy. I think it's... Oh, you think it was like just him or... No, so there were six of them. They make mention of it, but I think that the Innocent Zero, mem- the other Innocent Zero members, like the ones that we're going to see more prominently, weren't the criminals that escaped. I think it's going to be some like still Innocent Zero, but low-level ones, okay. if that makes sense. Sure. Just because I'm going to pull some Harry Potter references a little bit and go with that it's not going to be like, the main Death Eaters, but kind of the side Death Eaters besides Bellatrix, who is the one that uh, did get imprisoned. But like just kind of pulling some of that reference without actually pulling all of that reference. Okay. Um, before, I know we're getting really far into talk right now, and you're pulling some other information out. Uh, do you have some Mass Manga mentions that we'd like to slip in here before we ruin anything potentially? Yeah, let's uh, let's definitely get into some Matt's Manga mentions. All right. 
So I will say that the manga mentions is going to be really short. There was no huge differences. Like nothing was really left out. Everything was elongated. But other than that, nothing. Some of the conversations were slightly longer. Basically every fight was longer. But other than that, it was pretty much on par. Um a one-for-one copy. There was a few changes, but for anybody who wants to start from where season two is going to start, start on chapter 39. You'll see the very ending of season one, and then it'll continue into what I assume will be season two. One thing that is different is MASH named every single one of his body parts. Like every single one of his muscles has a name. He did go through every single one? Yes. I know there was like five or six that he named off. Yep. And I know- He has a- Yeah. Yeah, it, it was like his pecs, his bicep, everything. <laughs> Right, and then we had Finn talking to himself, and like his his <laughs> voice was overpowering Mashal's naming. So it's not like we can hear everything, but we got the we got the idea. Yeah, so you do actually see him naming all of his m- muscles. Funny, I'm not gonna write it down because it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I remember Kevin was one of them. Kevin was one of the pecs, I think. I think that was the very first peck he named. Yep. Uh, another that difference was so is funny. <laughs> it really was. Uh, so then something else was you don't see Dot until at he, basically his monologue where he's the main character at the camping uh-huh. scene. That's the first time you see Dot. Slightly different, not a big deal. You see him the previous episode for like five, ten seconds, and then you see him again the next episode. Not really a big deal. You do see that the letter that Rain was looking over, you see that it was written by the headmaster, in the anime, I think it's just written out, but they don't have his name. So you just get a name of who wrote it. You find out that Rain actually attacked MASH because you see like this aura of pressure that MASH is producing. Yeah, he made a comment on that. Yeah. Like he said that there's an aura, but it's not a magic aura. Yes. So I want to save that for a, co- a conversation for okay. us three. Yeah, unless so- you have anything to add. Nope, Super Saiyan 2 MASH is, uh, was just standing there and this just ginormous aura of something okay. was emitting around him. Okay. Something cool you get to see in the, in the manga, not necessarily important in the anime. Really, the, I don't know if I just missed it, but when Abel was controlling Finn, he told MASH he was not allowed to defend himself or he would kill Finn. In the anime, I think it was just MASH wasn't defending himself. Which one was Abel? Abel was the, uh, puppeteer. the puppeteer. Oh, the guy with the purple tips. Yeah. Yes. On the tips. Yeah, I liked him a lot, actually. Yeah, he was he was a good bad guy. So a then, guy. like I said, I don't know if I missed it. It might have been a, just a, a very quiet command to MASH. I don't know. But yes, so that's why MASH was not defending himself against Finn. And then the last thing is... You never actually, you, they don't make a big moment of MASH giving the handkerchief to Abyss. There's just like this one little tiny, tiny slide or panel of MASH talking to Abyss and Abel. And then it's the fight against uh, Cell War. So like they don't, they don't go into this long monologue. It's just like a tiny okay, so half inch panel. The anime and, totally elaborated yes. on take this uh take this healing thing and then yep. we can share a cream puff later. Yeah. None of like, okay. So as I was reading, I I read that Abel was giving the handkerchief back and I'm like, wait, did I miss this? Like did I skip a page somewhere? So I'm scrolling up to try or I'm trying to find the 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 chapter and I'm reading and reading and then I see this like little half inch panel of 
mash and it's not even well drawn like it's literally just almost like oh yeah i should probably add this here it is and then here's your fight like it's it, it was just kind of funny that it's a it's in there but you'd easily miss it oh jeez. so yeah that's all i found that's it that's funny that's kind of funny you're saying that at the end because i i kind of had this feeling that like i know this is satire and it makes me think that the creator and I just pulled him up. I think his name is Hajime Komodo. And I think it kind of feels like he didn't think that this was going to actually take off. He just wanted to screw around and make something. <laughs> and then he threw all of his best stuff in the beginning of the series. And now he has to somehow turn this into something that can last long. So I wanted to say, like, his dad and that police officer in the beginning, like, they don't have much of an appearance at all. And they kind of just give him, like, a pity scene. Like, they're drinking. Oh, yeah, that's not in the in the manga at all oh, like they're, they're not in the manga but in the <laughs> Wait, beginning really? i'm like oh yeah that's right that's when they were like trees <laughs> okay so that pity scene was definitely there for them in the anime yes. yeah it just made me think like he kind of forgot like the root of all this stuff like re- mash is doing this because that police officer wants him to get to be a visionary so that the police officer can get all the money and the attention off of that like he wants to re- he wants to reap the rewards yes and that kind of thing so like so much is going on and they're supposed to be helping mash through school and they're not doing anything well how can they help him though i know i know that's gonna be like super hard but like that was the original idea <laughs> yes yeah that's true but even though it was kind of funny in the very beginning or fake hiding behind two little tree branches acting like they're blending in they're not even trying <laughs> yeah. yeah that was that was pretty funny so yeah it was just one thought that crossed my mind it was like <laughs> i wonder if he just bit off more than he can chew and now he has to turn this into shonen material and like forget beginning portions no i think that's part of this i think that's part of it yeah like it would completely go on par with the rest of the series where it's just like oh yeah these people are here that's right okay but yeah alec because Mm -hmm. lance knows nothing about harry potter ah bring it on um do you have a favorite reference harry potter reference um i would say probably the the thing that pulled me most in the show because i i'm a huge harry potter fan for for anyone listening uh, i've been my whole entire life loved it absolutely loved it just stuck to it my whole life when they brought in the quidditch scene my heart just like exploded i was like all right i'm fully set into this show every they it could be absolute crap from here on out but they brought quidditch into this i absolutely lost my mind that was like one of my favorite parts of uh of harry potter i love that quidditch got brought into real life it, it was played at my college and like the fact that now it's in this anime i'm like yes let's go like that was my favorite favorite harry potter reference when they brought in quidditch and especially the uh character tom and like how he's basically the exact opposite of the harry potter version of uh the prefect uh, i forget his name um you're not talking about percy are you no not percy that's oh, you're, um, you're talking you're thinking of the goalie the um, yeah i thought he was a beater no and that's the brothers so the brothers are beaters mm-hmm. uh, fred and george are beaters and then you've got um wood oliver wood. wood yeah oliver wood so this guy's essentially the exact opposite of oliver wood like he's just super just jock but like uh, the annoying kind of jock and just bamboo to everything like that's like his catchphrase but like no thought is put in. He's just a reckless jock. And uh, I just kind of, I, I, th- I thought he was absolutely hilarious as like the bring in of Quidditch. Okay. What about you? 
So I, okay, I, Quidditch is the only, okay, so I don't know as much Harry Potter as you two do, but I have seen like the first two movies. So Quidditch is definitely the number one thing that I pulled. So I can definitely agree with you on that one, that the Quidditch game thing was definitely uh, fun to watch. But I have a fun little story that I'd like to share about Quidditch. And there was this guy that I used to work with. Okay. And he was a huge Harry Potter fan. And he decided that him and a couple other friends were going to try to emulate Quidditch, but on bicycles. And Gross. Yeah. And he was trying to describe it to me and what he wanted to do. And he wanted to take, like, really long broomsticks. This was basically going to be jousting. (laughs) That's all this was going to be. This sounds terrible. Yeah. And he wanted to have that and then i don't know exactly what ball he was going to use as what's the what's the little fly called and you think about the snitch oh, the, the snitch. snitch that's what it was and i don't he didn't lay everything out to me but when he started mentioning like a broomstick on a with a bicycle and I immediately thought that we're just gonna start stabbing each other and i want nothing to do with this game i, I value my life but he was he tried very hard and multiple multiple times to try to get me to do this game with him like uh now I'm just not a Harry Potter fan. How about that? <laughs> no, it, it was just crazy. So, yeah, that's my story for some random-ass Quidditch game that someone tried to make. Bicycle jousting Quidditch does yeah. not sound like a fun time. <laughs> that's that's how I took it. Okay, Matt, so... Matt, uh, what was your favorite Harry Potter reference here? My favorite Potter reference was the Mandrakes. Oh, my gosh, that scene was hilarious. All right, explain that one to a non-Harry Potter nerd. Okay, for anybody to remember, the Mandrakes are these vegetables. Okay. Well, in the Harry Potter universe, there's still a plant that do scream, so that's kind of the funny reference. And it's just, that whole scene was so funny. That was probably one of my favorite episodes was the was the cream puff one because, you know, MASH is making this this potion perfectly and then it turns into a cream puff. I loved it. Oh, and he had them redo it too? <laughs> that was one of those perfect things. Like, that scene is so goddamn childish. In any other anime, I would have been so annoyed. But for this one, MASH, they pulled it off so well, I actually laughed. So I, I appreciated that a lot. I love how yeah. the mandrake kept like quadrupling in size. Yeah, that was so funny. <laughs> and then he just slaps it and it's <laughs> dead. So, but then in Harry Potter, they replant them and then they kind of go back to sleep. So it, it was a close enough reference where you could get it because they did use the mandrakes for, in the second movie for the um, uh, potion to unpetrify the children and the ghost not the ghost i don't know how they got the ghost alive but they got the ghost alive yeah um they unpetrified the ghost yeah that was weird well he was I remember dead. that happening in the book well well that that's why he was petrified because he couldn't die again yeah it was that yeah i don't i don't remember i don't remember how they uh revived the ghost but yes so it, it was yeah that's, that's I love, good isn't it yeah i love I'm, how they they, <laughs> they like i'm not i'm just distracting you guys because I just switched to Driftless Glen, and that is a huge flavor improvement. I love to this Buchanan. <laughs> I, I, could, I could go on Driftless Glen forever. That's oh one of my, my favorite distilleries. 
Yeah, exactly. This is so tasty. You'll have to thank your wife for that one because she was the reason why I got it. Yeah, that's right. I remember that now. So, yes, that was that was probably my favorite reference without getting, like, it was kind of one for one, unlike Quidditch, which was a lot closer, minus the three hoops, single ball, which that was hilarious as well. Mash kicking yeah. himself and basically acting like a helicopter and floating. Yep, yep. Oh, he's flying. No, he's just moving his legs really fast. <laughs> As a non-hitter uh, nerd, I, I can throw in one more reference. Okay. Uh, the unicorn to decide where people go for their thorns. <laughs> that was so great. Okay, so I, I obviously that one's easy. I saw the first two movies, obviously, so I, I can make that reference. And that unicorn just being kind of funny. And then I don't know why did the does the hat in the movie or in the books too? Do, do they do they read the mind? Like, yeah. Per, yeah. per like they can read every single word um it, it just reads like the character and who the person is on the inside so who you truly are and in this case it's more funny because mash is cream puff yeah. that's all that's yeah. all mash is that's all he's thinking of is cream puff. lovers of cream puff go to this school <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> loved it leap of logic oh, i love that <laughs> reference too <laughs> so wait you were that guy yes like I like how it took him. Yep, that like, happened. <laughs> and I did, I did find it really funny that he had to, like, recollect the story for them to be like, oh, that's the guy. Not him just making cream puffs all the time, but. Yeah. Oh, I, guess my, uh, I guess what I was trying to get at a second ago was, does the hat in Harry Potter also make, like, a scene where he has to describe someone else's mind? Or was that just this kind of a creative liberty here? I mean, yeah. kind of. He, he, he really... kind of does that with Harry Potter. He's like, well, you know, you would fit. He's like, interesting. Your mind's telling me this, but your uh, your behavior is telling me this. And he, the hat's like speaking out loud the whole time. Is okay. it though? Is it? Yeah. Or is it just in Harry's head? Ooh. I think that's that's for something for the for the uh I guess the the real Potterheads to debate. <laughs> I was gonna say, you I think, say Potterheads. <laughs> I, I think that uh, he was saying it out loud. I think he was saying it's just like I think it's just kind of like softly so that like really only the person that's wearing the hat can hear it. But he was definitely saying it out loud. But it's in his head, so why would he need to say it softly for him to hear if only he can hear it? Magic. <laughs> <laughs> Anime logic. Anime yes. logic. Yes. <laughs> Okay, so then more Harry Potter questions. Mm -hmm. When it came to the characters, I'm just going to kind of talk about them and we can decide who who each of the characters are supposed to be as far as a Harry Potter reference. Okay. Obvious one is going to be the headmaster. Wahlberg, uh, was it Bagan, Bajian or something? I think it's Bagan. Bagan, yeah, definitely Dumbledore. Hardcore. Yep. Um, Minerva. That if that doesn't give anything away, well, it was like kind of an anagram. Her name is uh, Mar Marvina, which is basically they, if you take the R and the N and you like mix those, like she, her Minerva is in her name. Yes, and then well, just just to keep our listeners on the same page, Marvina f f was the teacher girl who was like teaching the lock trick and <laughs> yes, and stuff like that. So she was the main teacher in the, earlier in the series. Definitely, oh, I, definitely McGonagall. I opened the lock. No, you didn't. <laughs> that, that was really funny. <laughs> oh man. Uh, so to continue, then who who did you think Claude was supposed to be? I thought Claude kind of 
was a mix of the second year Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher mixed with Snape, if that makes any sense. Like, yep. he was really kind of grandois, and, you know, like, I love his thing where he's like, and here are your desks and paper, and, like, Mashal's just not impressed at all. He's like, you could have just had this all prepared. Like, <laughs> Why didn't you just have him out first? <laughs> yeah. So I, I got a lot of the second year Defense Against the Dark Arts, the me the memory guy. Um, it, it, why am I blanking on his name? Um, it is Professor... Um, he's in the second and the fifth book. Uh, yeah, yes, he smiles all the time. Yeah. He steals everyone's art. He steals everyone's uh, idea. It's intellectual property thief, for first and foremost. Well, is it really uh, intellectual property if you're the only person that has the intellects? Ooh. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. But yes, it is. It definitely is. <laughs> it absolutely is. Yes. He uh, erases their memory. So it, Lockhart. It's Professor Lockhart. Lockhart, yes. I thought I, he was like a mixture of Lockhart and, and, uh, yes. and Snape, kind of like in his hate for Harry Potter succeeding, like Mashal succeeding, but also like the grandiosity of, uh, of Lockhart. I think he was like a good mixture of those two characters. What about you? Yep. Yeah, I know. I completely agree. Lance is like, yep, I'm over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is, this is going to be your guys' moment. I thought as far as, like, characters, MASH, the dimwit, definitely Harry Potter, uh, does not deserve to be the main character, but is there nonetheless. Just like Harry Potter, he is nothing without his friends. Uh, except MASH <laughs> is a... He is something without his friends. It's just... I don't know what that something is yet. He's I think he's still figuring that out. Uh, yeah, I think we'll see in season two. Yeah. yeah. Harry is something without his friends, just not as much. Yeah. MASH is, could absolutely do without his friends but he needs them uh so then i'm going to continue so mm -hmm. dot who'd you think that was um i thought for sure that was uh what's his name um who's the irish guy um oh you're thinking of cormac God. not cormac it's um, not cormac different from cormac he's the one who blows up everything who never actually blows anything up but yes yes that one um finnegan seamus seamus yes you know seamus seamus yeah <laughs> yeah, Dot Dot is definitely Seamus. Uh, just the redhead, just fiery, like literally exploding everything. I got him a hundred and like a little bit of humor thrown in. I think people want him to be Ron because he's redhead, but I think that is just completely stereotypical. I think he is Finnegan. So I am going to disagree. I think he's Ron for Ooh. the main reason of wanting to be the main character and is not actually the main character once okay. the once the girls once the girl's attention doesn't get it is the best friend of mash or wants to be the best friend of mash and i think i think dot is in fact wrong okay i definitely think we can draw that lemon is definitely hermione granger so my For wife sure. thinks somebody else is hermione who who else could be hermione lance Oh, oh, I, uh, I disagree completely because he is, uh, not really that intelligent. He's just more skilled and has a lot of power, but not a lot of knowledge. Well, Lemon, I don't know if you could say Lemon actually likes books. <laughs> like, let's be completely honest. Does yeah. He like, like to study? No, not really. Honestly, I guess. Lance is the smart one in the group. Yeah, he's getting ahead on all of his uh, homework and stuff like that. So he's, that is he's true. on top of his grades. He did have a silver coin before everybody else. That is very Hermione-esque. That is very Hermione. Okay. Okay. I can I can see that. It's just, I couldn't really find a, a hard fit because there really wasn't any super study 
girl side. So you think Lemon is Hermione? I do. Okay. Because she's blonde and she's a girl. Very, very <laughs> astute, man. If I had to, if I had only ever watched the movies, I would assume that she is Ginny. Okay. I know the I know the real Ginny, so that's not true. <clears throat> because she needed to be rescued and she was dragged off by the Slytherins. Yes. Okay, yes, so that, I see but, it. But that is only movie Ginny and, you know, actual Ginny. Yeah, we can just go from the first two. She's she's the Ginny from the first ones. So child, child Ginny. Uh, and then Finn, do you have uh, any guesses on Finn? Honestly, I thought Finn was Ron. I thought he was like the useless okay. side character with the older brother who's a uh, prefect. You know, I just thought that him, like Finn and Rain fit Ron and Percy very well. Okay. Because Percy was a take... prefect and he was always looking up to him. Okay. Uh, I would I would not guess Percy, but okay. If Who did I, you think? Finn Finn was not one I I really thought about enough. Neville Longbottom probably. Yeah, actually, I think that's who I thought of. That was mm-hmm. who. Um, whiny, but like still get shit done. One good perk. That's all yeah. he got. Exact. One good perk, and that's all he needs. Love it. And getting rescued by everybody else. So yeah, uh, Finn is Neville. We won't we won't do this for the entire for the all the characters because that would take. Way too take long. So long. There, there are quite a few. Uh, but let's go to. Did you? So you think Rain is Percy? That's what I thought because he was just like you know the he essentially what I got out of the uh, the divine. Uh, the divine influencers, whatever they were, the divine visionaries. Um, I kind of got them as the prefix. They were the, you know, the house boys and and whatnot. Uh, okay. So I thought Rain was Percy. Okay, interesting. If it were going to be a brother, I would go with Charlie. Oh, okay. So even farther up. Yes, um, because Charlie. Let's be honest, Charlie is the best oldest brother. He is a dragon hunter, but Percy got into the Ministry of Magic, so I guess yeah, they're he's a little bitch on... the entire series. So he actually does help Dumble uh he helps Voldemort in the end, so he wasn't that big of a bitch because he got up there with the Death Eaters. And we all That's... know that they are the real winners of Harry Potter. All right. In a in an alternate universe. I am totally on the Death Eater side of Harry Potter. I thought it was a it was a total loss for them, but that's just me. Speaking of, I am going to say besides Olor, Andrew, so the guy who turns into the shark, mm-hmm. and Answer Shinri. Yeah. So the guy with the like shurikens. The sh- uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He had the shuriken, shuriken jutsu. Yeah. Yes. Um, I took all of the Magia Lupus as different personalities of Draco. Oh, okay. I kind of got them as Crab and Goyle. No, but... besides those two, I took oh. all of them as these are all Draco's personalities. Oh, interesting. Okay. I like that. I didn't think about that at first. I kind of had them all as different characters. Like, um, what's her name? The girl was uh, the girl from Slytherin who was like just playing everybody in the freaking series. Um, I, f- I forget her name in, in Harry Potter. You're thinking uh, of Love Cute. Yeah, Love Cute was... What's her name? I mean, she she flirts with Draco pretty much the entire... No, uh, so that Love Cute is from the... Um... From this show and then yeah. you're thinking of you keep talking and i will look into it yeah she's uh well i i thought love cute was the girl from slytherin that uh is always like playing with draco and uh she's a little maniacal little bitch but um yes. i thought that was definitely her i thought honestly i thought these guys were more on the death eater side than they were i i mean i thought abel one and for sure was definitely draco malfoy i mean that that is 
undebatable. But I thought everybody else was more of like uh, like Silva and Answer and well, I thought a- Answer and Olor were Crab and Goyle, but like Silva and Milo Genius and uh, Worth, I thought those were all like Death Eater like uh, characters, not so much Slytherin characters. Yes, and I took them all as slytherin characters and so i believe that they're all essentially um draco they're they're different um snippets of his personality i like that that's yeah i could i can see that so even love cute was a version of draco like tell me i'm cute and no no that one uh pansy parkinson that's who it is parkinson yes absolutely no she man that's a good one i don't know who she would be because there were no I guess she was the female version Armtail. Ah, insecure. And flipping sides for whoever's mm-hmm. the strongest. Yeah. That's Yeah, Love definitely did that. Yeah, definitely. Like, like, immediately pretty ripped much. this jacket off. I guess I joined the wrong side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's gonna turn us all into puppets. I'm on his team now, okay. <laughs> I, I defect. I'm switching sides. Yeah, and she even says I'm a defector. <laughs> She's like proud of it. So yes, that that was my my thought. I I understand what you're saying. I just did not give them enough credit. The divine vision, or not the the Magia Lupus. I didn't give them any credit. They're all just the the pseudo Death Eaters, but yeah. in in Hogwarts. So I took them all as Draco's personality. So it's just like a. That. There, there were okay. so many Harry Potter references within this whole show. I thought it was great for just, you know, people like us that love Harry Potter. And we've always been asking, I think every Harry Potter fan has always been asking, like, where is the Harry Potter anime? Well, here it is, Mashal. Yes. Uh, to get back into something Lance can talk about, because I feel like we've talked to like 10 minutes and Lance has said three words. <laughs> did you all have a favorite magic type? Ooh, I did not think about this kind of a question. Because this is the biggest difference between Harry Potter and Mashal is nobody really used everything except for unlocking and locking things. The simple skills, yeah. But everybody had their essentially special abilities, which is very anime-esque. Alec, did you have one? Since you are yeah. definitely a magic person, I and yeah, so I really liked the um the 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 gravity magic. I thought that was the coolest thing and a very useful power is to have grav like gravity control. I thought that was pretty high end and just really cool technique. Yep, I I think uh, that is a good choice, Lance. Now that you've been stewing in it for thirty seconds, did you? <laughs> it's, it's kind of hard to choose one because one's not like super overpowered. Like we all we have a lot of generic stuff going on here mm-hmm. i don't know maybe i don't want to say dot because of explosions like why not i, I mean i love explosive stuff and i loved dot <laughs> but i feel like i need to choose like, but he, he even had time bombs those time bombs that was a very good yeah that was cool he, he had everybody fooled like we thought they were just mines but they turned out to be time bombs. So that was very interesting. I can't, I don't know. Maybe the, you didn't like rain that, swords. Abyss rains was awesome. Abyss was cool too. And I almost said abyss, but what I keep going back to is Alore, and he's the shark boy. And I, it's not like I like him, but it's, 
the fact that he had shark evolution yep. and just that concept alone bought me. I loved the fact that one, he transformed into a shark and two, he basically went super saiyan two and <laughs> had a, another transformation and went even more badass. Unfortunately, he went up against mash and who couldn't swim until 30 seconds before. <laughs> that was, that was another funny scene. <laughs> glub, 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 glub. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, so I, it was just a fun scene to watch. I mean, I didn't like his human side where he had like lazy eyes and he was just that big doof. But the shark, the evolution, shark evolution—that's what got me. I love, I love that. Okay. Otherwise, everything else was everybody else's powers was awesome. But I just keep going back to shark evolution. What about you, Matt? Yeah, I. I definitely did love uh, Abyss's magical ability. I thought the like, like the super speed was really cool. Oh, you're going with his actual ability? Okay, sorry. I kept uh, I kept thinking it was mean his demon eye. No, I, I'm gonna go with Rain, but I think uh, Abyss is a a good consideration for second. Right, his his like speed up and speed down ability. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was a very interesting concept. And then combined his, with his demon eye or cursed right? eye or whatever, which again didn't matter because he was going against Mash. <laughs> Yeah, I still think that Mash has a magical ability. It just hasn't been identified yet. Yeah, it's power. Power, of course. But uh, <laughs> hamstring, it's hamstring magic. We're far enough in this podcast episode that we can start talking about what we think is going on with Mash. Okay. So it's very clear, and they made a reference to it, that Mash does have a type of aura. Yes. So I got one more thing to add, but before I throw that in, what are, what are you guys' thoughts on Mash and potential powers or something? Okay, I do want to circle back to something. But yes, um, as far as Mash is power... I think he has nothing. You, you think he's he's still zero? I'm taking it at face value. What about you, Alec? He's typeless. Okay. I think he has muscle enhanced powers. Like they all like talk about like, hey, like is he using like muscle enhance? Like what is like some like yeah. archaic version of magic that's just is just gone now because of how used to magical other things that they're like they can do everything else with magic. Why would they ever focus on muscle enhancing magic? Whereas Mashal has it and not only has it, like he has a plethora of it and can use it without even really understanding it. So I think he does have magic. It's just that it's a magic that everyone else has forgotten and doesn't pay attention to anymore. It kind of almost sounds like you're saying he his superpower is almost an isekai power where he's pulling muscular and yeah, like, like I don't know, maybe that doesn't even make too much sense. I was going to, I was trying to pull too much into that. I'm sorry. <laughs> not necessarily isekai, but kind of, not yeah, not isekai, like, like but a whole like different source in general. I think he has like an ancient magic where like like this is where magic started. It was like enhancing humans and now it's become like technology is now now we have robots cleaning our house we don't vacuum so uh <laughs> it's basically the same it's the same same thing like why build up the skills to vacuum when you have a Roomba ro robot doing it for you so he has this ancient form of physical magic that's different from everyone else's normal version of magic interesting i like it okay that, that's what it. i got out of it my my take is I'm going to pull a page out of Black Clover and I'm going to say that like, he has like anti-magic. Anti-magic? I'm going to say this because in the first couple episodes when he's deflecting that police officer's dragon killing shot and then just treating it like it's a, just a play toy. It's a volleyball. It's a volleyball. It's a soccer ball. He's, he smacked it away. 
this super powerful powerful attack had literally nothing to do with anything. He treated it like a toy. He's got that, and he is going toe-to-toe with all these magical abilities with literally just his body. And he's outputting this aura, but maybe this is going to be like a yin and yang, like a magnet, like positive and negative kind of thing. Like maybe he's taking in magic only to reflect it outwards kind of deal. So I think he's maybe not a negator, but like a reflector or something along those lines. I that's, that's I don't know if you guys are picking up what I'm putting down, but like yeah, one, something along those lines. Okay, it makes I sense. Can... He's the magic mirror, but instead of reflecting it, he's just absorbing it almost. Right. Like yeah, okay. because he yeah. he does take damage. Right. It's just it's just nothing to him because he's the main character. Right. I mean, I, mean, yeah, I know he's like Saitama and he can just handle everything and do it all. But at the same time, like, he's also in physical contact with most of this magic. And you'd think it would overpower him, but he's able to withstand it slash reflect it and handle it, whatever. So I want to say he's got, he's got a little something on the inside instead of the outside. Okay. That makes sense. I think there's definitely something that's going to be revealed in season two. Definitely. I mean, they, they set it up for a season two so well for it. So oh, I, I yeah. think there's definitely going to be, if it's not revealed, there'll definitely be a, a pointer that something's going to happen with them. Oh, and another part of my uh, magic deflection, deflection slash negation was when Cell Wall came in, he instantly got a headache. It's Cell War. Cell oh. War. Sorry. Thank you. <laughs> Cell War. He, yeah. So he instantly got a headache. So and there's he, something going on. He also like activated when he touched. Him. Mm-hmm. You got that little mark when Mash touched him. Which mark? Like that little weird mark on his hand. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. He like he like sizzled for a second. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's something going on with those two that is definitely going to be in season two. Right. It's gotta. Yes. So yeah, there's there's. So the, the the biggest question of all has to be answered, and everybody's wondering it. And I just, I just feel that I mean that's my personal opinion. I guess we all have ideas on where it can go, and they're all valid. I like them all, except for mine's very uh, very cut and dry. <laughs> so so. where. So you you think he doesn't have magic at all? No, I do not. Okay, so you're you're just agreeing with the show. It's just face value. This is he's just muscles. The uh, Suji Suji, we're getting it right. Suji, yeah. Suji, I like his muscle. Yeah, I need I I need to start using these words in like everyday uh, conversation, and then one day I'll just start speaking Japanese. You're just at work, just full entire Japanese and just singular words, no sentences, just a yeah, bunch no. of words put together. Suji, Suji, Suji Deska, huh? Yeah. It's <laughs> like um, <laughs> Baka. Oh man, it's the guy from Jujutsu who only uses foods. Oh, yes, salmon, salmon roll. <laughs> what is he saying? Oh, he actually meant this whole sentence. Yeah. Oh, okay. Completely understands him. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think. I think this show is to the imagination as far as what it is. So that's why I think that it is MASH just can do a million bench press at a thousand pounds. Like, I, I just think it is what it is. Yeah, he's, he's just Superman. Yes. I am interested to see, but to go back to one of, one of my thoughts, Lance, when it came to favorite characters, I thought you were going to take uh, Shuren. Who's the Rose Whip guy? Oh, you thought I was gonna pull some Yu Hakusho stuff out of this? Yes. Uh, no, he. Sharon, I thought for sure yeah. you were. That's like, why I didn't say anything. Ability. You oh, love it. You? I thought the ability. I thought that's the one you were gonna choose. Okay. I mean, yeah, I'm definitely the one to make those parallels all the time, and and I did think that immediately. Obviously, I mean, he just he did straight up say Rose Whip. Yes. But mm-hmm. with no Rose. Set you up. 
No, I, I Karama's cool and all, but <laughs> Karama's also not one of my favorite Yu Hakusho characters. So I wasn't shooing, shooing with the Rose Whip, and he was wrapping up Dot in the Time Bomb episode with that, that big battle. It, that didn't pull my interest in as much as other battles did. In fact, I, comparably, I was more interested in Milo, the uh, the guy with the white hat and the green hair. He, oh, Milo the, Genius, yeah, yeah, the stone guy. He had the stone abilities, and like he had, he made that stone ogre almost bite Dot. Oh, that's right. I made a note. I I called them Cosmo and Wanda, Milo and Love Cute. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> they, they showed up together, and Milo green had green and hair, pink. and Love Cute had pink hair. So it was Cosmo and Wanda. I can see it. Oh, yeah, that was, that's what I thought right away. So I thought that was pretty funny. Um, One question i had um so you know how like they say like lance has a double mark and does that mean like the two lines are there together or are like people like abyss razor how he has one line on his right side one line on his left side is that also a double line user like what what is it i would imagine that it is what it is if there is two lines it doesn't matter if it's on the same side or both sides two lines are going to equal out to everybody else's magical output that it's just easier for them to level up compared to everybody else that's kind of the way i would take it because we have two liners being defeated by one liners and that's because two liners are more cocky because they feel like they're stronger so all yeah like i'm saying talking too much to, to wrap it up i just feel that two liners just level up faster so they're stronger sooner kind of thing okay you don't think they like have more power than one-liners right yeah and we and we got our one triple liner and i just feel like yeah they're just they just start out at like level 50 compared to everybody else at level one like they just they got experience gain too and like double just all that stuff they just get all the bonuses and they're all the much better well i just didn't know like if, if it counted like like people like um like dot where they just have the the line on one side of their face finn who has it on one side of his face whereas rain has it on two sides of his face right i didn't know if they considered that a double line whereas like lance has two lines but they're both on one side of his face so i didn't know if that counted as a double line or a single line like i i just didn't get the whole lines and what categorized somebody as like like answer shinri the dude with the the shurikens he's got two lines on one side of his face but he wasn't that strong at all Ooh, good point yeah he was kind of a bitch but yeah i mean to get to the base question of the thing I think no matter how many lines are on their face, whether and in additional, if it's left or right, the lines adding up is just the total. I don't think that makes a difference. Okay. It's just kind of more like the uh, illustrator's choice in that kind of aspect. But yeah, you're totally right. That Shuriken guy, there was nothing special about him. If he's supposed to be super powerful, maybe maybe he was just a slacker. Yeah, I think he was a slacker. He just, he had a really cool ability and was like, oh yeah, nothing can beat me. And that's obviously not the case. Yeah. In life, there will always be one loser and one winner. Yeah. Yeah, that's a huge trope. I'm glad they pointed that out so hardcore multiple times. So deep. Yeah, he he would, like, say, like, the most meaningless of sentences, but he would, like, say, like, there can only be one winner or one loser. It's like, (laughs) yeah, you're just kind of pointing out the obvious, dude. (laughs) Yeah, dramatic pauses and everything. The sun rises in the east. (laughs) Might as well. (laughs) Ha ha ha.
<laughs> cool. Yes. Thank you. But yeah. Uh, let's stick on this line thing because I I made a note in my notes mm-hmm. that yes. Yeah. Really. Since, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So since this satire. Okay. And this is all for fun, and this is all bullshit, and we don't have to take too too much too serious. Well, everybody should want to be like Mash, but yes. Right. But I would like to see some kind of final boss have like just. 20 fucking marks on his face okay and just make him he would be like the god of the world and they're gonna uh, like enunciate how many stupid lines he has on his face whether it could be it could be like five lines and could be in a star shape that was one of my thoughts but then i had another thought being like i want his face to be almost completely hashtagged into uh, <laughs> the most defined aspects of whatever just to show that he's just got a million lines on his face like they can go that route too but i want to see someone with a stupid amount of lines and then mash just overpower him so i kind of have an opposite of this okay so What's your the fact that the uh the evil organization is called innocent zero and Ooh. anyone that doesn't have a line effectively someone who's a zero line is essentially imprisoned or taken by the magical society i think people without a line are actually more like like mash are more powerful than all of the wizards no matter how many lines they have and that's why it's called innocent zero because oh they've got no lines they must be not powerful at all but really like they're the most powerful people i love that idea so much that makes so much more sense that, that's what i got out of it uh-huh okay i like that what do you matt you don't like that idea matt's got a grumpy face what do you think <laughs> If it wasn't for... So they're all supposed to be squibs, right? Squibs are basically people, but with backgrounds into uh, wizards and witches and stuff in their family tree. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for the fact that, you know, the like the quick quotes uh, quill... Or not, not quick quill. No, I'm thinking. Um, it's, it's the book that Filch has in his office in the books. And quick quote spell, something like that. Anyway, if that were the case, we would have a lot more, going back to Mashal, we would have a lot more superhumans in the normal world than, like, they're not killed. This this isn't genocide where they're killing kids without lines. Because remember, the sister basically get, would get banished, but she's not getting killed for being uh, magicless when she loses her magical powers. Mm, okay good point but she is getting collected by them but she's not getting round up and killed she's just getting essentially banished from the world she would eventually be killed by like this government because they're killing anybody without magic powers quote they didn't want to kill mashal either when he was in the city and everyone was freaking out that he didn't have a mark he was there to be captured they called the police to capture him he wasn't being rounded up to be killed they wanted to capture him yes so that's my only thought process against what you're saying. Okay. Because... Okay. So I'm sorry. I, I were you saying that you think that markless people, magicless people, are more powerful? No, I think oh, I think I'll... they're just powerless. Powerless. Okay. Okay. Now, and... okay. Now I remember my counterpoint because sorry, I've been drinking a little bit. Yes, that's you were talking. I was waiting for you to finish talking. <laughs> so what my counterpoint is. What if the society is killing markless people who appear to have no magic because later on they are more powerful than people with magic? How would they know about that if they killed them? I don't, I don't know. Maybe this is like a hundred <laughs> years ago and nobody knows but a select few. So like what if the markless are a threat to the people with the mark? And that's why they're always killed for the sake of the society growing. For progress, for the sake of progress. What yes. you got, Alec? 
Um. So when he was fu- when Mashal was fighting a um, what was his name? Abyss Dagger. Yeah. Uh, the what, what, guy. Yeah. What was his name again? Um, Abyss, Abyss something. It, it is Abyss. I don't think it's a dagger though. Abyss yeah. Razor. That's what it there, is. There we go. Close, <laughs> okay. Close so Abyss. It's a, it's a sharp object. Um, Abyss Razor. Yeah. Uh, he made a comment. You are like me. Yes. But he could use magic, but his was different from other people's. It was acceleration magic or deceleration magic. But I he could. Took, oh, sorry. I, I just took that as they were rejected by everybody in their life, and that's the only reason they were like each other. Yeah. That's oh, okay. Cast. I thought he was saying their magical abilities were similar, and I was like, but not really. What are you right. getting at? Yeah, I, I didn't take the, magic had nothing in my mind. It was just their acceptance in in their culture. I definitely thought rejected. it at first, though. Like when they. Yeah. Yeah. When he first meets him, I was like, wait a second. But then, no, no. Yeah, yeah then he starts doing all this magic stuff. And and looking at him with his cursed eye, but Mashal could still do his hamstring magic. So I'm not sure that his magic can't... I don't, I don't think his hamstring magic was actually magic at that point because it wasn't being negated. And his spine buster. And the spine buster. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was great. All right, I think this will be a good moment to take a quick break. Toasties, I'm Missy, here with my bestie Johnsy. Hey y'all. Do you like mind-blowing crime cases, spooky tales, and debating theories? What a clinky dink, so do we. Grab your beverage and be a part of our Toasted Shenanigans on your favorite podcast app. You can even send us a story or drink suggestion. Hit us up on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, or at ToastedShenanigans.com. Hey, this is Tyler, one of the hosts of RangerCast. On our show, we talk about Power Rangers and other multi-unit spandex heroes. We've got news, reviews, interviews. We talk about the comics, the games, the toys, and all things more phenomenal. Find us at Apple Podcasts or Spotify, or check us out at rangercast.net. May the power protect you. back from our break so this will be a good time to start talking about potential favorite scenes uh who's got a favorite scene matt you want to start yeah i can i can do that we we've made it uh, over an hour and we're just not getting into favorite scenes so it definitely says something about this show my favorite scene i've already talked about it it's the mandrake one the that entire episode the that was so funny the when he slaps the mandrake and it just gets like the the o face and then passes out i i died it was just absolutely hilarious and then the when he's double makes the cream puffs and Lance is watching over him. Just so funny. It it was absolutely hilarious. That was definitely my favorite favorite moments slash moments. Pretty much pretty much that like half that episode right there. Like <laughs> that was like I was saying earlier, like in any other show you would expect that to be such low quality, but this show just pulled it off so well. Yes, absolutely. I I almost just cried from laughing so hard the first time I watched it. It was so mm-hmm. funny. Oh, I agree with you there. So uh Alec, what about you? Do you have a favorite scene? I I also was dying during that. <laughs> 
entire episode. That was so funny. It was where he's like, wait, let me watch you make this again. And like he like he does exactly that thing, but it ends up in a cream puff a dying. But um I would say my favorite scene would probably have to be the uh the fight between uh Rain uh Rain Ames and uh what's his name? Uh Selwar. I thought that was just freaking badass. Uh Rain, I think there's a lot more to see from him. I think he was just kind of just showing us a touch of his power in that episode and uh sell same thing with him i think he was literally they were just showing glimpses of their power and i can just only imagine what levels it's going to break into in the second season so that whole that whole episode i was just like on pins and needles like what's going to happen next what's going to happen next i think this the swords versus cells like shape-shifting abilities i i think they got a really cool thing going on okay that's a that's a good one definitely lance what about you so i'm gonna i'm gonna pull out two real quick mine are lol scenes and one of them was when he started naming all of his muscles that one was hilarious to me like this one's mm-hmm. kevin this one's steve and he just <laughs> he had a name for all of his muscles and i thought that was really funny so that was one and then another one of my favorite lines was when mash was first fighting lance and he sees that uh he's got a picture of a little girl and he's like oh i better call the cops you're a pervert <laughs> And he's like, I'm not a pervert. And he's like, are you a lollycon? No, I'm not a lollycon. I'm a sister con. Oh, no, before before even that, he's like, oh, are you a pervert in training or something? Yeah. <laughs> are you training to become one? Are you, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I thought, oh, God, that was so funny. So, yeah, that whole little part, like, it's, it's taken that... It's taking that basic idea and then just making a joke out of it. So I'm glad they like broke that wall and just brought it to a form of reality. Like, yeah, you know, that's not cool. So <laughs> I, do you have a I don't have a lollycon. I have a I don't have a lolly complex. I have a sister complex. Exactly. And even Mashal's like, that's that's not much better, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, not much better. I guess I have another 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 one of my favorite quotes from this one was in the name of peace and justice these muscles will flex. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, there was so many just absolute one-liners. I love when he shoots like that look of death at um I think it was uh Silva. Yeah, it was Silva after uh he shot that iron blast at uh Mashal. And then the reason he shot that look of death was because he thought that one of his cream puffs in his pocket had been uh had been obliterated. And he was there he's like, wait, he's like he's like, Oh good, my cream puff survived. <laughs> and uh and his friend Finn is like, Wait, that's what that look was about? I loved oh my god, I loved yeah. it. <laughs> The cream puffs play too much of a role in this series, especially when we like. I mean, look at the entire closing credits. Oh, the closing credits! Oh god, that was the closing credits was I so hard when it was all supported around the cream puff. Like the song is chocolate. What? It, oh man, chocolate, chocolate strawberry, strawberry and, cream, and cream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Another one of my favorite scenes was in like the first episode when Mash is walking into his his dad's house. He's like, "Cream puff, C R E M puff, cream puff, C R E A puff." <laughs> I noticed that too. Do um do Japanese people not pronounce M? Is it M? No, they they'll pronounce the M. I mean, I didn't watch this in sub. But oh, is it like, M? Because uh, like it's M. It's yummy. Right. Yes, probably. <laughs> I, I think it just added to the song, so it was just really funny. <laughs> That was, that, that was hilarious. But back and, to but back to cream puff stuff and it being so so obviously <laughs> important to him. Like back when he was fighting Abel, the uh, the doll maker, and turned Mash into a doll, and then he had that reflex because his cream puff got taken from him. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Was that a spinal reflex because of the cream puff? Yeah. Loved it. it. Oh my god. Only, it, only this show can pull that off. I, I think satire is the greatest form of humor. Like, I know a lot of people are into a lot of different things, but to me personally, I love it. Like, I think this is so freaking funny. I, 100%. I do find it hilarious. I know we've talked about it, but the when everybody realizes that he wasn't using magic. Mm-hmm. In the very end? Yes. Yeah. And then his nervousness when people are, like, asking him questions about his magic. He's like, uh, uh, I... Hey. I I do magic. <laughs> I do and, hamstring magic. <laughs> and then at the very end, when he gets found out, he's just like, "Oh well, I got I got found out." <laughs> just not fighting it in the slightest. Do you think he's going to be put in uh, school jail? Because I know now everyone at school, everyone at the school knows that he can't do magic now. Well, there's a select few. Um, to answer your question, no, because the headmaster is going to do everything he can to be like. You didn't know about it beforehand, so obviously it's not a big deal. Right. He is total Dumbledore, so yeah, I see that. <laughs> yes, I'm gonna do what I want when I want. Fifty points for Gryffindor. <laughs> oh, I'm surprised they never made any kind of those references. I, well, I thought did, for sure they were they going to. They did make to. references. It's the uh, coins. I guess that's the coins. And then eh. the Slytherins always win. Until Harry gets in, and then Harry wins all of the the house points and wins every year. Just like in this one, where Mash is going to get all the house points and win. I love when, like, at the very end, and he's like, Mula, 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 and, like, this is all the coins just <laughs> yeah. dancing around in a circle. I've died. Oh, my God. That was so funny. Back back to that scene. That part under Mashal was funny, but when they were dancing around in the circles, like, heroin, heroin, I am a heroin. <laughs> Again, any other anime, I would have been like, this is fucking stupid. But like, again, this one pulled it off. Like, I, I accept it in this in this form. Because it is on par with the rest of the series. Right, right. Mm-hmm. I think satire animes are really, like, One Punch Man satire anime, like, I love it. I think they do a really good job at, like, making you realize, like, how ridiculous this anime really is. And how ridiculous a lot of animes really are. But this one just makes it really just, like, out front and in your face like we're ridiculous and we care that we're ridiculous <laughs> yeah I, I don't like it when satires take themselves too seriously so that's kind of one of the reasons why i don't like one punch man but my wife oh, because you, you think you think it's too satire hold on yeah here. okay so i think let's uh start winding this to a somewhat of an end and let's just start hypothesizing what we think about uh next season and what to expect we already talked about mash's uh potential powers what we thought about him and his stuff i don't know what do you guys want out of season two alec do you have any more wants absolutely so in season two i want to get an introduction to these people that broke out of the prison and are going to be threatening these students in the school i think that's going to be a integral part to season two i i think that uh jean pierre the cannibal and uh cell war are gonna have a huge impact on season two as far as like the introduction of the new evil force outside of the the magnus loopies people that were in uh the, the slytherins the slytherin uh, folk magia lupus magia lupus quick quick comments that i want to throw on this so there was one quote that mash said like magnus lupus that sounds like something i made up when i was 12 
So when he said that, that made me immediately think that this author, the the creator of this show, literally thought of that that <laughs> name, that phrase, when he was actually around that time frame. So I wonder if that was like a personal indent. I I could totally buy that. Absolutely. So I would love that if that was like just some personal shit to throw in there. But other than that, I 100% agree. I think Cell, Cell War and the Cannibal, they definitely need to be... Jean-Pierre. Jean-Pierre. They need to be in the beginning of season two and they need to start and carry everything forward into this new group oh i think jean pierre is gonna get arrested like the beginning the first episode immediately yes I can okay see this satire just might as well just get get rid of him immediately because he's rain, a criminal. rain is way too powerful and it's gonna be like oh yeah this guy's so terrible and then immediately gets just overpowers him and arrested right and jean pierre has like he he summoned like these fake knives oh i think they're real knives oh, oh yes. sorry so i meant like <laughs> in, in quality wise he was like summoning these knives mm-hmm. where our new boy he's summoning swords so mm-hmm. we have like knives versus swords so he's gonna get overpowered in that so i can I, I can see like him being taken care of relatively quick yep so yeah I, I, i'm going that route okay um lance do you have any hypothesis for season two i mean i like where you guys are going i i 100 agree with how things should start but at the same time yeah this is definitely going to have to revolve around innocent zero for the rest of season two because they're the new baddies and this is considered a shonen jump so we we're going to need those kind of actions okay so Mm -hmm. we need that and then um one thing i googled googled earlier was that this this manga is finished as of july 3rd 2003 so 23 yeah Sorry, 2023. <laughs> I was like, I was gonna say, I was like, is yeah, this that either. old? <laughs> it's not 20 years. It says here, chapter 162 ended, and Matt, where did season one end? 39. 39. Oh shit, we got a lot of information. We got uh, like you could four go with like seasons then. Yeah, four seasons. Damn. Okay, so season two is definitely not going to be the finale of mm-hmm. Mashal. So we can. Oh my god, there's so much stuff that can happen. Okay, so. Well. Okay. Okay, so season two, I expect complete uh, uh, zero squad. Okay. But I I would like to go back to my comments earlier about uh, there being some kind of big god who has like a hundred lines on his face and he's the he's the big baddie or something like that. That's going to be innocent zero. But yes. Yeah. Sure. It, innocent zero is a person, not an organization. Like I got really confused on that as they were talking about it. I think it's both. You think it's a person and an organization? I think it's his organization so i think okay. it's a group named after him okay i like that yeah. so, so he would be like all for one essentially mm-hmm. uh, from my hero no i wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised he's he's voldemort he's he's gonna be voldemort oh, that's, he, that's yeah, what it's gonna be yeah he is, yeah. he is Voldemort. The only difference is, is that he has he named his group after him instead of anything else. All for one, the only reason why I'm going with no is because all for one didn't have any followers. He just had like people who worshipped him. There is a difference. Yeah, he just recruited oh, people. He he used people. Yeah. He didn't really recruit yeah, anybody. I was, I was about to say, like he recruited pawns. Yes. Like, yeah, they were just to be able to steal their abilities and repurpose them. Right. Yeah. Um as far as I'm concerned. My biggest thing is that I want to know more about Mash, his past, like who his parents were. Yes, yes, definitely. He's an orphan, so that's going to be really hard. 
Well, he was dumped. There is a, like... He, he was he, left to die, and he just so happened to be found by the dad figure. Yeah, yeah. so I don't think we're going to find out anything about his past until, like, the final season. Because he's probably going to get, like, super popular and be like, oh, yeah, here's... I'm your parents. It's like, uh, <laughs> okay, cool. You're not actually my parents. This old old guy is my, my only father. You Kinda. find out that his dad is this super buff bodybuilder guy. Innocent Zero. <laughs> what if his dad is Innocent Zero? Exactly. Oh, my God. It very well could be. Why not? Well, then why he dump? Why would he dump him? It is. It is satire, so it could oh, totally be anime logic. I don't know. <sighs> yes, I. I mean, it'd be interesting to find out. I don't think we're gonna get it in season two. I think in season two we're gonna get more of the prison break individuals. We're gonna get more of them. We have to figure out what's gonna happen to Mash. Like immediately, that's the beginning. Everybody knows he no longer has. Well. Not no longer. He never was able to use magic. Right. So how are we going to wash this under the rug? Do you think they're going to make it more Harry Potterist, Or do you think that was just an entry point for this anime? Do you think they're going to continue with more anime, with more Harry Potter references? Or do you think they're just going to kind of end it and kind of form their own thing? The castle is Hogwarts castle. They're going to continue. Okay. I think so as well. But I just want to know your guys' opinion. I think they did all of the heavy lifting early on. I think they might pull a couple more references here and there. Yep. But I do think all of the heavy lifting was just to get the introduction in, and he's going to continue to spawn on further into their own direction. Hopefully throwing in a couple more fun things here and there from Harry Potter, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's a little bit more on the Shonen side here on forth. They've only covered the first two books, and then the fifth book, with a prison break so they do have five more books to pull source from that's okay that's a good point i would love to see them just continuously ripping off (laughs) goblet of fire is gonna be season two and i'm calling it right now tournament tournament tournament's coming up next every anime season two is always a tournament death tournament right right Mm -hmm. it's gonna be all three schools going against each other we're gonna see them orcas they're gonna come out and they're gonna be friggin' awesome no it'd have to be another school that's what the tournament is but they'll (gasps) have a like an in-house tournament and then a bunch of other schools will come together and that's when they'll have but that's how they'll explain why mash can stay at school because he'll be the the champion i love it i love it i oh i would definitely watch season two of this absolutely Oh, 100%. But that would that would explain, it's like, well, I think he should be here. I, as in the headmaster, it's like, if mm-hmm. any of you can beat him, I will kick him out of school that nobody beats him. So then he gets to stay. Okay. Because Ray, Rain couldn't beat him. Nope. So. Uh, um, no, Rain was also only throwing, like, what, 3 or 5% of his attacks at him? Yeah. 30. 30? Oh, he did eventually end up Yeah. There. I, yeah. I, was, I have a blanket that. I think it started at 5, and then I think it went to 15, and then I think it went to 30 at the end. Yeah. That's when he was bunting the 30. Yeah. So, I mean, he, it was still like preschool stuff going on. But yeah. Rain is definitely not gone full scale on him. But I want to see Rain go full scale. Is Rain graduated or is he like a third year? He's a, oh, third, he's year. a third year. Okay. So, yes. Which is, is that the highest year? Yes. That's what I figured. I didn't see any fourth or anything else above it. So, I assume third year was the highest. Well, I want to say MASH is. He's a first year. He's a first year and he's like 15 or 16. So, yeah, yeah. he's 15. 
15, he's 15 right now. So 15 to 18, that makes sense to be a, um, a three-year school. Might as well. How many years has Ooh. Hogwarts been a thing? Like how many? It was 11 to 17. So it was seven years. Oh, okay. So it was like an old school kind of academy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Middle school and uh, high school. Okay. What? Ooh, I think I found a spoiler, but I'm not going to say it. Yeah, don't say it. Don't say it. Um, I don't really have anything else. <sighs> I'm not gonna say it. God. Uh, anybody got anything else? I don't know. I think I'm. I think I'm pretty tapped out on Mashal at this point. Pretty tapped out on Mashal. I liked it. I I, oh, I, yeah, I think yeah, this yeah. was a really really good anime. Highly yeah, recommend. Like... I I wouldn't say it's one of my favorites, but as I, I have a lot of expectations for it as a Harry Potter fan, I love it. I can't wait to see more. Uh, but uh, as far as an introductory season one, this did a great job. Pulled me in for sure. Sure. So what me and Matt have been doing kind of recently was we've been kind of giving this our own little personal scale. Yep. So so where what would you scale this at? and why oh uh so like on a scale of one to ten i would probably scale this a solid six it's definitely above average it has a lot to look forward to it's not a top tier anime i would not consider this up with my favorites but it is definitely one that i thoroughly enjoyed i was paying attention the whole time and i want more out of it so i would i would give this a solid above average six uh six scale okay i already watched this once and i had to um i recommended this to lance so lance i want to hear your opinion okay um i'm not gonna pull too far away from alec too because like if we want to say like five is like super basic no you got to go by your scale oh by my scale yes okay my (laughs) okay my personal scale is if i liked it it's already like a solid seven point five okay but that's that's not too fair because like i have to be i feel like this one deserves a real critical eye Mm -hmm. and this one is so simplistic and basic it has to fall around the the five to six range just because of the simplicity but because the the humor lands yep there's high interest in what's going to happen next the battle scenes are like they're there like they're not amazing but they're there Mm -hmm. and i don't know i guess i'm going to pull a lot from what i want out of season two and okay. just the just the interest aspect like i don't want to give this anything higher than a seven so i'm gonna guess like a i'm gonna put this at a solid six five six seven somewhere between there because this is a it's hard to say that because this is good yes. but it it's good in like because it's satire and it's hard to give satire amazing. It's, I would grade. say it is unique, though. It is. So maybe <laughs> maybe because they did such a great job with the satire, I'm going to get... Okay, yeah, I'm going to give them a minimum seven. Okay. They did a good job. I like this. This is... Yes. It's just not like, yo, this is what anime means. But like... <laughs> yeah. This, this is a solid show. This is stuff that I... That newbies could definitely get into. Yep. As long as they have an open mind in, in the comedy sense. But like, yeah, this is an easy seven if you have a childish humor you will love this show exactly absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so solid seven okay matt what are, what are you feeling i i give myself kind of a i don't want to say i'm a hard grader but i i would say a six and a half it's good i can re-watch it in instances like this where it's like okay 
we have the podcast. I need to rewatch it to cover it. I enjoyed the first time through. I enjoyed the second time through. It's kind of one of those like it's a two thumbs up because it was a good show, but I can't continuously watch it. So I can't give it like a high rating. So it's six and a half, which to me is like, it's funny. It's got memorable moments, but it's not like, oh my God, this is the best. Like, I'm going to go tell everybody about it kind of thing. Agreed. It's so hard because like we all feel that this is so good, but at the same time, like it's also like also not that good it's gonna be niche yeah yeah if you like harry potter and you like anime you're probably gonna like this if you like um kind of easy humor it's an easy watch i will say that yeah there there is no in-depth that you need to pull from this and like really start to break down no there's there's nothing like that's why when it came to when you guys were asking what do you think the mash's power is i'm taking it at surface level because there is nothing deep about this show and it very well could be surface level he could just be mm-hmm. that dim-witted zero powered someone he's been doing double front flips his entire life yeah. so yeah <laughs> The show is good, but if you don't like, it's not crude humor, but easy humor or one one liner type stuff, you're not going to like this show. Mm-hmm. If you don't like Harry Potter, you're not going to like this show. It's not too in depth, but it still is a good show. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's six and a half. I enjoyed it. I'm definitely not going to watch it for a third time, but yeah. I enjoyed it. I, I think two times you've you've kind of understood what's going on in season one. Yes, definitely. Yeah, and it's fair to say that all of us are excited for season two, yep. and that, that mm-hmm. says a lot. So Yeah, I think winter of 24, so I think next season. Yeah, it, it's coming up. Yep. Uh, I don't remember the actual season, but I know it, it, it clearly said 24, and I hope that they stay true to what they said did- at the end of the last episode. Do you think that means like January or March of next year? Do you think that means December of next year? Well, winter season starts in like October-ish. January of 24. Oh, January 24? Okay. January of 24. This is coming out real quick. All right, so I'll watch it. By the time I get this posted, it's pretty much going to be in like a week or two. Yeah, look at us go. We're we're apparently that good. Okay. We're relevant. (laughs) We are in with the times. Just, just what? In time. anime reveals divine visionaries in new trailer as of 11 hours ago i'm not going to jump on those on that trailer but there are trailers out there okay interesting. cool so yes I've, i want to say this came out 22 in 22 yeah i think this was early 22 so it was a good one i i'm looking forward to it definitely definitely so this is going to conclude our conversation for mashal and now we're just going to continue with some other anime bullshit and let all of our listeners know where we are on watching just work the random anime stuff that we are <laughs> yes all right so matt uh, what are you watching on the side so i am covering a bunch of short flights to, to put it in perspective because let's see i'm covering spy family uh Freyrin, mf ghost shield hero and yep. we're covering jujitsu so that's five right there oh my god i didn't realize it was really that oh many. jujitsu's yeah. out too yeah, yeah jujitsu uh, never stopped yeah jujitsu didn't stop so i'm i'm currently in this season watching five separate shows i've been saying it on short flights freyrin is probably my nomination for anime of the year like it's amazing yeah it it is absolutely amazing i think 
anybody and everybody should watch it. It is a little slow, but the characters are amazing. It goes super in-depth with everybody. I love how they mix in the past and the present kind of they're because Freyrin's been around for so long like they're explaining kind of what's going on her thought process through the past into the into the present so they do a very good job fight scenes are really good and I'm loving it I'm absolutely loving Freyrin uh then another one I'm watching is the greatest demon lord is reborn as a typical nobody I just started that one um it's interesting We'll put it that way. Uh, his harem, as of right now, is a succubus and a big-boobed elf. Oh, love that. <laughs> yes, and I'm just like, um, <laughs> okay, that's not what I was expecting out of this show, but let's uh, let's continue, I guess. Uh, I finished season one of the Faraway uh, Paladin. Pretty good one. I know it was uh, ranked pretty well when it came out last year i think is when it came out okay i'm currently watching five this season so anything extra i'm watching is kind of yes yeah you're already pretty busy as it is yeah, yeah. and on top of everything else i'm doing in my personal life so yeah um uh, fun times in in my world what about you lance me um okay so my short flights this season are covering ragna crimson yep how's that ragna crimson is actually very good it's a uh, high high dive mm-hmm yeah, High Dive. That's the West website. Yeah. Wherever you watch Oshinoko. Yep. High Dive is another very good uh, anime website where you can find other niche anime. And they do an amazing job. Eminence Shadow originated there. So Fan- great, great Fantastic anime. Fantastic series. Yeah. They're doing a great job. So Ragnar Crimson is basically a dragon hunter. And they got some future and past stuff going on there. I'm loving it. That's an amazing series. I'm also covering Undead Unluck. That's just a very silly, fun show to watch. Okay, nice. I'm having so much fun with this. Let your relax and let your mind loose and just have fun with this stupid show. Is that the one you're covering the manga for as well? I am covering that manga as well. I'm covering the manga on Ragnar Crimson and Undead Unluck. Oh man, look at you go. Yeah, I'm getting part of the manga world. The funny part is today's anime is following pretty freaking on T with everything that the manga has to relate because there yeah of course there's gonna be small uh, small pieces that is skipped but for the most part i'm feeling you that like today's manga is on par with what the manga or what the anime is showing so it's really funny at least as far as uh undead on luck goes pretty much every scene is taken directly from the manga so it's really funny that doesn't also include the other surprise that i have for everybody as far as um other things it's a surprise we'll we'll talk about it later Oh, you have a post surprise? Okay. We, we've already talked about it. Sure. You know what's going on. Okay. But our, our listeners do not know what's going on. A as, secret. As far as the surprise is concerned. Okay. So, sorry sorry to interrupt, but yes, I, I just thought about that. Okay, so those two are going well. I'm watching Goblin Slayer Season 2. Yes. Um... Goblin Slayer season two is is fine. Yes, it's, it's not as like hardcore and edgy as season one was. Yep, it's really leaning in towards like just the basic cliche shit that anime is really doing. Like they, it's almost like they sold out. I don't want to say they sold out, but like it's it's taken a slightly different path, like a more less mature path. And I liked Goblin Slayer because it was kind of on the hardcore side. Yep, that because that's what I was looking for when I started Goblin. 
goblins there. Yeah. So granted, I was watching that at work. Probably a terrible idea. But you know, yeah, details. it's not safe for work. <laughs> no, definitely yeah, absolutely not. not. But I, I kind of worked with a couple, uh, a, a handful of individuals that didn't didn't care. So. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that being said, Goblin Slayer is still interesting. I'm still looking forward to every episode coming out. I can't wait for the next one. Of course, this is gonna come out in a couple weeks post, but like that, that doesn't diminish anything. I'm loving every episode that comes out. They, the fact that they had a beach scene probably says everything. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's kind of like the selling out idea that I was thinking of. You can't have an anime and not have a beach scene. Come on, that, that's basically what it comes down to. Is you know they they had their. Own, yeah demon slayer demon slayer i said this on a short flight and i edited it out goblin slayer they had their own thing going and then they just just kind of gave in yeah like i don't want to bash on them but in a way they kind of did yeah but i still love it i'm still enjoying it it's just it's just less hardcore it it's your typical season two yeah see i lost a lot of interest in goblin slayer because of that and i was like well i thought they were gonna be new but it's just like any other anime and i'm sorry goblin slayer you lost my fandom uh (laughs) and uh because i've just seen i've seen a thousand other things that are the same thing uh right now i'm playing catch-up i'm i'm uh watching demon slayer attack on titan and jujutsu kaisen all at the same time right now so i'm just kind of after the move i just i have a lot of catch-up to play sure sure yeah i mean you do have a phone i'm just saying (laughs) (laughs) that's a lot (laughs) i watch most of my shows on my phone so yep but yes no i completely understand it's uh life is definitely more important than anime at least in this case (laughs) yeah but yeah, uh, uh, yeah, I 100% agree with you. Goblin Slayer took a big step down, but that's okay. Like, like I'm trying to say, I'm, I don't want to discredit it too much. It's still interesting. It's just not as good. I mean, the back half of season two might get real hardcore, so maybe, we don't know. Maybe because maybe. the movie was on par with most of what season one was. Yes, that's for sure. Season is the, the movie, movie canon. Yes. Technically, it was. yeah, because it was they made okay. so so many references to season one stuff. Yeah, that, like it'd be almost stupid if it wasn't canon. Like, I don't I know didn't... what the manga has to say, but like it was in the manga. But remember, Goblin Slayer is a light novel, so I don't know if it's in the light oh, novel series. Okay. Yeah, I, I think I forgot about all that. I feel like it would be, um, but I haven't read or listened to the light novel, so I don't know. Sure. I couldn't tell if it was making a lot of references towards season one because it was trying to like get the already like viewers into into it a little bit more, or if it was actually canon. So I, that's why I was confused. Yeah, I, I think it is. We'll say it is. It okay. is. I mean, a lot of the back, it was all backstory stuff just to make sure that everybody was still on the same page. It, yeah. was, it was almost like a season one refresher, plus here's a little bit more like hardcore goblin action. Yeah. yeah. So it was good. The, the movie was good, and and if you want that hardcoreness, it's, it's a little bit better than season two. Okay, no more Bastion season two. No more <laughs> Goblin Slayer. I'm still watching other stuff. Yeah, like what? Uh, I too am staying current on uh, Jujutsu Kaisen. Uh, Fantastic season two, by the way. <laughs> so good. Um, I, me and Matt started season two on doing this together work is really busy right now so matt's been taking over on the short flights which i really i'm really thankful for because i am just busy i'm but, watching it anyway so it doesn't yeah, change you're watching it anyway. yeah i'm watching it we all love it every episode is so amazing i'm also caught up 
on all of Attack on Titan. I did a small video trying to get on that hype train about my my kind of quick thoughts on a handful of things. I feel like uh, I had a couple of different ideas on my video that some other people didn't necessarily talk about on other. So it just depends on how many people you watch on YouTube. Um, Every so one without, of them. Without giving it away, did you like the ending of Attack on Titan? Yes or no? Absolutely loved it. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't know what the manga has to say about the difference. And this is going to be a near future episode that Matt and I will talk about that we can really break down a little bit more of the final of AOT. But as far as I'm concerned, I loved part one and part two of the finale. Okay. And- just in general. So that, okay. that's just going to be a, a bit of a teaser for, or non-teaser, I guess. Just depends on when this gets launched. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, part one, I watched at least five to six times over. Oh I thought that was so awesome. Yeah. I am on part one, so I need to watch that one still. Oh, yeah. no po- no spoilers to them, but it's awesome. Oh my God. So awesome. Yep. And yeah, it, it was in English. Uh, I watched it and I listened to it all over again. So I've, I've already, I've consumed part one twice. Okay. And obviously part two at this current moment is only in Japanese. So I had to actually pay attention. So I've only consumed yeah. it once. <laughs> yeah. God right. forbid we have to read. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Reading's overrated. <laughs> That's why we do English only, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, the, the podcast is English only so that more people can be involved in our conversations. Because not everybody likes subbed. Not everybody likes dubbed, but, you know, we got to pick one. Yeah, we got And pick. my life is so much easier thanks to dub. So Exactly. I watch enough sub stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah we, That's we, true. We take a lot of new shows. Um, I'm also trying to stay update with uh, Dr. Stone. It's been a minute. There's, yeah, I... <sighs> there's been uh, a family roadblock in my life so like i had i couldn't i had to put some stuff on pause and that was super crazy they were doing simul dubs so it was dubbed the same day it was subbed oh shit really Really? yeah oh wow maybe not when it started no we this this part has been dub subbed at the same time i've never been watching it sub then i don't know (laughs) i've been watching it sub or dubbed the whole time god damn it okay well i'm also like two episodes behind at this point so yeah i'm a little behind as well I mean, yeah, but that's that's besides the point. Doctor Stone is one of my favorite anime of all time. So that that's another thing I've been just to add to the list of things I'm watching. So Doctor Stone, and I've been like I started Tokyo Revengers two and a half. Two yep. and a half. <laughs> and yeah, Alec was with us on the last episode. Fantastic, absolutely fantastic. That's all I'm going to say about it. It's amazing. Got to watch it if you like Tokyo Avengers. Watch season two point five. Yeah, whatever it is. Yes. It's, it's and... not really season three. It, if it's... you look it up, it's season three. But if you find it on Hulu, which if you're within the United States, that's where you're finding it. Yeah, it's season two. It is season two. So okay. I have zero ideas. So it's two and a half. Yeah, we'll just have okay. to wait for the overall anime community to figure that one out. That's core. all I can tell you is that season two, core two kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, essentially. Yes, that's exactly what it is. On Hulu, you can only find season this newest season as season two. Don't try to look for anything else. It's season mm-hmm. two. And then uh, I guess the other big thing I'm watching is I'm continuing my One Piece journey. Okay. Oh uh, my god. I've 
slammed away a good solid 40 episodes. Okay. Okay. Um, we're, I don't know if our listeners have listened to us in the past couple episodes. If, and if we have any religious listeners, last I left off was I just entered, uh, the sky Island sky Pia and I, I haven't finished this arc yet, but there's this thunder God and that's all. I, I'm not going to... Okay, well, we go up to, like, the heavens, and they get transported there through, like, this giant whirlpool of a... They're in the middle of the ocean, and this big water current brings them up into the sky. So you mean a bunch of pirates are in the ocean? <laughs> I mean, that's how it originally is. But there's this... Uh, secret idea that there's a golden island in the sky yeah and they're trying to get there because they're pirates and they want the gold and they get up there and it's a it's a giant fucking arc this arc this arc alone is over 50 episodes so it's it's big and important so i would imagine that like eventually when netflix's series gets to this point like it's gonna be a huge portion of that season two all right got it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, good. it's probably gonna be like a season three because there's also a lot of information in between Okay, okay. Uh, but anyway, uh, I'm what, in, so what episode are you on? Do you know? I'm on episode like 191-ish. So it still hasn't gotten good yet? No, I, have, <laughs> I haven't gotten to any of the super evolutionary parts of Gears or anything like that yet. One Piece is the only anime that I like. I've re- absolutely refused to make my way through because of that reason. Exactly. I just I, I could not draw it in. I said that two years ago, and then I'm like, you know what? I'm we, gonna... we had that awesome conversation with the um, uh, our buddies over at Actual Anime. Was just absolutely hyped it up. Amazing time. Yeah, they they, they really gave me the encourage. They encouraged me enough to, to start this series because I already sat through all of uh, Dragon Ball Z. I rewatched all of that, and I'm like, okay, well, if that was a couple hundred episodes, I might as well continue this idea of just casually watching shit on the side and get through one piece and that's what i've been doing when i've just been sitting in bed playing on my phone doing laundry doing shit in the basement where i'm helping my wife with her her company stuff or just anything on the side where i don't need to hardcore pay attention right like i don't want to like just diminish it that much but like it's also it is on the side and i am watching it and i'm i'm taking all of it in but yeah it's something that I'm like for the uh, on the side of the podcast. Yes, I'm taking it all in. And okay. Yeah, I've I've been crushing these episodes because of a lot of side time, and I've been there. There was a, a week where I had this. I was listening to like 15 episodes, so I wasn't necessarily watching it all, but I can listen to it, and that's that's pretty much good enough for early One Piece. You can <laughs> you can listen to it, and you can imagine everything going on anyway. So I got I got 15 episodes worth of story right there so okay i'm making shortcuts to get through this so almost half of what you watched was listening <laughs> yeah essentially that's what it all comes down to There's that's one piece yeah, see I, that I can do like Naruto and I can do Dragon Ball Z and I can do Bleach, but to add one piece into that, like, oh my god, that's just so much. Yeah, I can only need, put so much attention to so many animes. I need, yeah, shortcuts. Just like Dragon Ball Z, I wish there was like a times two or a times four kind of fast forward deal. Just like, just let me get through this as fast as possible. I get the overall picture. I don't need all the little filler parts in between. I just want to catch up. That's what I loved about Naruto is that it like within the first 20 seconds of an episode, it would give you a musical cue to let you know, hey, you don't need to pay attention to this. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh, and that's another thing about these 1990s uh, anime is... The Ten fir- minutes of recap? Yeah. Is yeah. The recap is you can watch the first three minutes of an episode and get the previous episode's recap. Like 15 of them. Yeah. So as long as you're watching every other episode, you know what happened. Yeah. You, yeah. you just watch the recap and that's the biggest shortcut ever. And I guess that's another big thing is when when you're watching this stuff yes it's like a 23-ish minute episode without uh commercials but the first four minutes is the intro scene there the intro song and the recap and And the final four minutes is the ending song and what you to expect next and as long as you skip those you're basically looking at about 18 minutes 18 minutes ish that's, of an episode. Tw- that's 12 minutes of episode. If it's 23 minutes, 8 and 4 is 12 yeah. minutes. 18 minutes. 18 minutes an episode. Yeah, that's what, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, as long as you can cut out, okay, uh, 17, 18 minutes solid anime watching. So you are skipping enough. Okay. As long as you get rid of the intro and the outro stuff. I'll take your word for that one. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's still a lot. It adds up. Dr- drunk math is never good math. So, <laughs> Anyway, it it's good enough to continue, but it still hasn't gotten to the really good parts yet. Apparently, <laughs> it's still interesting. I I do know that One Piece gets good. Like I've seen a lot of really cool episodes that are just way later on, and it's just like, ah, do I want to put the time in to get to know how they got there? Right. Nope. <laughs> nope. Um, <laughs> it's kind of. I. I more power to anybody who loves One Piece. Just going to be one of those shows where I'm just like, yeah, I won't know. And that's okay. Um, not everybody loves everything. So that's what I'm going to call this one. Right. And much like Matt, who is listening to light novels on the computer, I can like I can give Matt a little bit of in- information here and there. Just like he gives me information about... Probably a little too much, but that's okay. Right. But <laughs> Matt's listening to the light novel on... On YouTube. The only one that I've been talking about that i'm going to continue to talk about is i'm listening to the light novel for jobless reincarnation i made it through the first seven volumes of the light novel which for anybody that really cares that is all of season one I made it through season one of Jobless Reincarnation. Long story short, there is a lot of information that's left out. Some of it necessary, most of it not, as far as this this story is concerned. The the biggest difference is you find out about Sylphie, like, almost immediately. While the biggest difference is you find out about Sylphie while Rudy, Eris, and Rujard are on the demon continent still. So you're finding out about this way into like the first part of season one. So Right, yeah. And season one, they gave you like the slightest glimpse at the end of it, reminding you that there's still plenty of story. So it's, that's that's the biggest takeaway. The light novel themselves are fantastic. I'm going to, I'll put it that way. So yeah, that's that's all I'm going to say about the the light novels. So watching anything else, Alec? Um, not really. Not not right now. Um, just pretty much just Jujutsu, uh, Attack on Titan, and um, Black Clover. Okay, you're a little, little behind on Black Clover. Yeah, that's that's about it right now. Just kind of your mainstream. Oh, and uh, Demon Slayer. So uh, just just catching up on those, and then just pretty mainstream stuff, really. Yep. Nice. Nothing wrong with that, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's it's good. It's it's, it's keeping me entertained for good. Yeah. There's never an ending to anime. <laughs>
And I'd say that's really all we got for this episode of Anime Lounge Podcast. Please make sure to check out the anime show on Facebook and Instagram. Check out all the all the awesome anime content they have on there. Also, if you've made it this far, please subscribe to us on whatever platform you are listening to us. Make sure to check out our YouTube channel, Anime Lounge Short Flights. And have a good one, everyone. Later, guys. Have a good night. Yeah! <laughs>